0: I'm speaking with Wallace Bain. He's with the Santa Cruz Sentinel and the author of Rhymes with Bain, and with Paul McHugh. He had spent 20 years with the San Francisco Chronicle. His new novel is Deadlines. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen. It's our
1: pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: Wallace and and Paul, I, I'd like you to talk about how the uh, work your work as a journalist in a newspaper prepares you for writing other kinds of material— uh, Paul, you you have a novel. Talk about how your um, work at the Chronicle helped inform that novel.
1: Well, uh, every piece of writing uh, is uh, has a certain structure. I mean, it's all storytelling. The thing with journalism is you try to be very factual and objective storytelling. Uh, and then when you get move over onto fiction, there's a benefit that occurs uh, from having trained yourself to try to do that kind of writing. So you can do... Lapidary fiction that 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 also has that that uh, thump or ring of truth, and uh, the only thing is now you've got fewer constraints. Uh, you're allowed to uh, deploy the imagination.
0: Wallace, talk about uh, your essay writing and, and your work at with the Sentinel. I, I love your sense of humor in your stuff.
2: Well, thank you. I um, I kind of came up through a different way. I was kind of a feature writer and critic and that gives you a lot of kind of um latitude to do a lot of different things and the kind of emphasis is on being original and trying to do something different than you did yesterday whether you're doing a (laughs) concert review or whatever it is and so uh my internal pressures is always to try to be original and do something that hasn't been done before in some kind of subtle way. That's 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 a difficult thing to pull off, and uh, I don't always do it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I think that you're kind of writing – really reminds me of it's it's like stand-up comedy it's kind of a monologue and, and you're you know you're riffing off of uh and rather than off of everything in your newspaper work you're riffing off of a specific work of art or, or a specific performance
2: it's stand-up comedy but it's cheating because <laughs> i don't have to hear those dead spots in the audiences of jokes that i have float that i think are brilliant that uh um, no one else does so it is kind of cheating in that way
0: well, well i'd like uh each of you to talk about you know the state of newspapers is uh admittedly pretty dire, but I think one of the things about newspapers that we all forget is that there are a lot of people who actually read them every day, even if they read somewhat something online. I mean there's a certain style of reading newspapers isn't there?
1: yeah, you know the uh, uh, newspapers are still the the foundation of uh of of news information. In the country, I think uh, the, just two, uh, two, uh, a couple years ago, the Pew uh, Research Center said 68% of the foundation of local news is still the traditional newsroom, and uh, you know there's there's a lot of different entities that have like, kind of like fungus have woven the you know <laughs> their fibers of their roots into uh, uh, the product of the newsroom, and then then you know tra- turned it into their own opinionizing or their own uh, vaporizing. But, uh, you know, we're in this difficult transition now where newspapers must uh, combat with, like, flashier, more entertaining forms of uh, 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 information uh, d- uh, dispensing. And uh, so or that those forms. makes all of us need to become uh, brighter, more, uh, more entertaining, more intriguing storytellers. Wallace?
2: Yeah, I think um, if you want to kind of see where the battle lines are between... Uh, newspapers and new media look in the comments section of just about any uh posted newspaper article whether it 's whether it 's with the Sentinel or The Chronicle or the new york times and um, In those comments, you will see a i think lamentably a kind of style emerging mm. um, that is more off the cuff and snarky and loose and uh, newspaper writing has always had a, uh, a fundamental structure to it, which is hopefully at least guided by professionalism and uh, trying to be even-handed, and I, I don't think that's carrying over very well in the new media. They're creating a new kind of writing, a new kind of reporting, and um, uh, I think that's But I still think that um, newspaper uh, writing is still very much um, uh, honored among a lot of people, but uh, obviously it's diminished from uh, 20, 30 years ago.
1: The most recent figures on circulation have all papers dropping about uh, 5% in circulation in 2010, but that's better than 2009 where it dropped uh, between 10 and 11% and a few papers gained, like the Wall Street Journal and the Dallas Morning News. So why is that? I mean, why, if, if, uh, you know, we are, the paradigm is shifting, why isn't it shifting even faster, or why is the shift slowed down? I think it's because there's actually something that newspapers and traditional newsrooms do, which is helpful, because uh, when you go on the Internet, you're really sipping from the fire hose. There's all of these, you know, there's all of these... uh, uh, different sources of, of varying reliability, whereas a traditional newsroom offers you this uh, hardened caterer of experts that sorts through the stories for you and then presents your buffet. You know, and and, and uh, I think that that actually is a service that transcends whether the information is offered on paper or you know via electronic means.
2: Yeah, and, uh, newspapers also still have geography on their <laughs> side. Also, I mean, you go on the internet, and if you know, you can find. Uh, websites devoted to left-handed cat lovers, which is great, uh, but what you don't see too much is um, websites devoted to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, to Santa Cruz County. I mean, this, these sort of where we live physically in our neighborhoods, that's still very much the purview of newspapers.
1: Yeah, and there's a, that's an interesting point, Walsh, because there's another bright spot, which is all of these uh, free local newspapers. I mean, they are not, uh, you know, robust uh, champions of journalism, but they are something. And, uh, you know, they're obviously profitable because they're proliferating. You know, there's the uh, coin boxes or you don't have to put coins in. You just flap the door open and you get your local paper. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that those are succeeding as a business model, uh, and 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 uh, we should take a little bit of heart from that
0: and, and we should figure too that <clears throat> if they are succeeding without charging for for the actual paper product which is pretty expensive to put out then they're making a Damn good uh, profit on just the advertising, which is something that I think could actually translate to the electronic media, especially as the electronic media becomes more location aware. If your iPad can knows that you're in Santa Cruz County, it can point you to the Santa Cruz Metro, the Santa Cruz Sentinel, and the, you know, the Good Times websites pretty easily. Yeah,
1: the thing I worry about most is what I would call the uh, the, the feeder league. You know, the uh, uh, because I started <laughs> as a freelancer. And uh, now uh, it's, uh, you know, the pay is worse than it was for freelancers in the 70s when I was getting started. They're trying to put the free back in freelancing, and mm. uh, that's, it's really hard for someone who's starting out and wants to start out as a journalist and wants to earn their way up. There's not a lot of opportunity.
0: Well, let's talk about the, the, your, your involvement in the local arts scene because I think there's a feedback, too, between what you do, and the people who are actually here on the ground—the theater companies you you talk to, the musicians that you review, the movies you review—that come here.
2: Well, um, next year will mark my twentieth um, year um, wow. covering Santa Cruz, and I, I I have never been bored yet because this really relatively small community is constantly churning up this creativity just constantly, whether it's music or theater or art or, uh, it is really a cornucopia of creativity. I don't think, um, you know, other than maybe San Francisco and Seattle, I don't think it has kind of an equal, um, on the West coast. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there is a certain style of person who likes to live in this area and, um, they put high value on personal expression. Uh, these are not people that always make a ton of money or get a lot of um, accolades for their work, but they do it year after year after year. And uh, what they're getting back a lot of times when it's not money or fame is something you know in their souls. And I just think that's quite fascinating to write about.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is uh, Northern California is, is a, a fabulous place to not only generate art but also to to generate stories. Uh, you know, we've got the most uh, you know quirky and imaginative and uh, scenes so that you can you know that, that uh, I remember you know when I moved to California how what a relief it was to come flying back across the Sierra because I felt like uh, intellectually I, I could breathe. <laughs> and uh, though my beat was mostly outdoor sports, there was always a lot of uh, innovation and drive and adventuring that went on in those realms as well. And, um, you know, the, uh, that, that I think that's kind of the function of not only journalists but, but uh, writers of any stripe and, uh, and artists of any stripe is kind of keep the dream alive. You know, it's like no matter how harsh the circumstances may be, to, feel, to make imagination part of life.
0: I've been speaking with Paul McHugh and Wallace Bain. They'll be joining me uh, next Saturday, November sixth, at six thirty p.m. at Capitola Book Cafe, where we'll continue this discussion in great depth and in mean, language that may not be broadcastable on the radio. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick, Thank you for having us on. <laughs>